Hello and welcome to another edition of the End Zone Podcast. My name is Eric Jensen and I am joined today by new friend and probably recurring friend just because we've talked a little bit before this and a lot of our you know situations match up nicely. It's Bradford Sonnenberg, uh, uh, a young man from uh, Alberta, Canada, I, I would say is, is the province, I suppose. And uh, a good friend of the show now, a, a Kansas City Chiefs fan, Bradford, welcome to the End Zone Podcast. It is beyond delightful to join you on this gloomy Edmonton afternoon. I I must begin this with 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 a couple confessions. The first one I, I told you earlier, I'm not crazy familiar with with your show. Okay, However, I was cool. I was not, not a lot of people are Bradford. I've got about I, like I was listening, 15 well, I, listeners I, on average. <laughs> I I did really enjoy listening. I was I was listening to your previous episode on on the AFC East preview. And that comes uh, with my second confession, which is I'm not sure I can follow up uh, the last episode's act of that mustache. I, I find myself incapable of growing significant facial hair. And yeah, I, me too. I, I don't think my mustache game can quite live up to the previous heights you've set. So I hope you don't have unreasonable expectations as far as what my mustache game can bring to the table. Because as of right now, it is a wispy couple hairs on my upper lip. Yeah, no, I, you know, I, I have a pretty pathetic mustache game. As well, I too, as a young adult, find that my greatest physical flaw is likely the inability to grow facial hair. Um, so, yeah, you know, you're in good company here, Bradford. This is that is good. That is good. You know, you, there, there's no judgment here. Every time I see great facial hair, I like to point it out because it's something I of wish course. deep down inside that I have. But you know, you're you're a little bit too close to the mic there for me to tell. The other key feature I look for is hair. Like I, I'm a bit, I'm I'm very vain about my hair. Like I think I have particularly nice looking hair. You do and have nice hair. It looks very, and I mean this in a very platonic way. I, I would like to run my fingers through, it, not in a oh, in a sensual way. Know, and I would like to feel if it if it looks if it feels as fluffy as it appears through this zoom camera lens. I, I will also say I am someone who also cares about my hair very deeply. Uh, and I, I also I also see it have a similar fluff to yours. So I, I believe we're, we're brothers in that aspect as well. Yeah, I mean, I, I care a lot about my hair. It's probably the one aspect of my uh, face that I care about the most. The rest of it, you know, I you know, I just barely got back in the gym. I don't you know, my you know, my physical specimen is not, you know, anything special but i do have you know supreme confidence when it comes to the head of hair on it my is head. very and, it is very nice it's you know it's a fear of mine that i do have a seemingly receding headline hairline pardon me so you know i'm trying to get to the point where i i enjoy it in my youth because i fear bad things are coming in the future for so, sure you got to live you got to live in the moment yeah so this is this is the time i'm about to go back get my standard fade and about uh, another week get get this is a little bit poofier than it usually is i tried growing my hair out really long recently um it did not go well i looked looked like a crazy homeless person it's, it's and, nice where it's at so this is this is what yeah. i this is what i search for in my football podcast is is two men talking about how they'd like to feel each other's hair i think yeah is a good is a good element to all exactly of this. exactly you know that's really what we're looking for and I'm, I'm glad we've had this discussion first and foremost uh but but we're not here to talk about hair all day we're here to talk a little bit about football as you you will learn Bradford I'm not really like 
if I get someone that's willing to go down the rabbit hole with me, then things can extend a little bit. I like to talk and I like to talk I, about stupid and like random things. And uh, I feel like there's, there's great potential for that to happen when you're on the show. So apologies to our listeners. This may be an hour long episode, which I've been kind of shying away from recently, but you know, if, if this is where we're going with it, then this is where we're going with it. In many instances, that would be the case. However, I do have uh, much to the good luck of the viewers. I'm I'm currently in between laptops right now, and I'm, I'm using the recording studio at my local library. I booked the maximum amount of time possible, but I do in the top corner of my screen have a sort of doomsday timer of an hour, eight minutes, and now 13 seconds in which I will be logged off and kicked into the ether. So we do luckily have a constraint forcing us to stay focused on the subject matter at hand, which is football. Let's go yes. football. Who, who doesn't like some, some good old football, specifically AFC West football. Oh my. Yeah. Such a good AFC division. death. Yeah. Just very, terrifying. Very, very good division this year. Uh, I first have to add, you are a chiefs fan, but obviously from Canada. Now I, yeah. I must admit you're, you're a bit, you know, you you've fallen into a sweet spot because personally i just love canadians like every canadian i've ever run into in my entire life they're just like awesome people i love canada i've never been to canada i would like to go to canada canada seems like a neat time most canadians like hockey i like hockey you know mm. it, you know it, it's just a generally good vibe but how does someone of your canadian stature being canadian and all and you've got that nice canadian accent and i bet you'll drop an a in there at some point and it's just gonna be it's gonna be very exciting for me uh but the chiefs the kansas city chiefs how did you land (laughs) upon them as your uh american nfl football team of choice all right it's a it's a it's a bit of of a of a bit of a story like and I do want to say for the record, I do enjoy partaking in my hockey. I do love football. Hockey is my first love. So the Canadian stereotypes do hold true. I mean, being from Edmonton, the Oilers are the only thing to do here in this uh, crackle. So, you know, the Oilers are, are very near and dear to my heart. But I, I fell for the Chiefs and football at large. My, my relationship with football has been a very contentious one throughout my life. When I was young, I've, I've never uh, been much of an athlete due to my complete lack of athletic abilities. But my, my younger brother was, was very athletic. So he played like a lot of football or whatever as we were growing up. And so I ended up attending a lot of the games. And my, my initial relationship with football was one of disdain and dislike. I wasn't, as, I wasn't into it back then. I found it boring. I found it irritating to wake up at early hours of the morning to attend something in the freezing cold that I didn't want to be at anyways. But over time, as I got older, I began to really appreciate the intricacies of the sport and the drama of it. And the thing that really sucked me in... I. I always felt a a bit of a connection to the chiefs uh, mainly because I see a lot of Alberta in, in Missouri. I I would consider them similar in, in a lot of their, their aspects. And I, I was very fascinated with Andy Reid as a concept. And so I initially watched football as a more neutral viewer. And I did kind of have a thing for the chiefs, a a big, the, the moment that I would consider myself really getting into the chiefs is, uh, watching a lot of the, Andy Reid, Don Terry Poe shenanigans. Those many at the behest of your, your, your at the at the detriment of your Broncos, if you if you recall, um, something about him taking this ridiculous oversized nose tackle, and this no, he has he has a touchdown, a passing touchdown, a rush, just ridiculous stuff. So I found that 
really fascinating. And then, I mean, Mahomes showed up and it was just, how can you resist that? It's magic. What he does is magic. And it took my interest in football and my interest in the Chiefs as a concept into this is electrifying. I will never see an athlete like this play again in my life, uh, at least in the realm of football. I mean, hockey, I'm, I'm an Oilers fan, so I get to see McDavid and Dreisaitl all the time. That's fun. But like in terms of football, uh, Mahomes is, is a football wizard. Like it's it's ridiculous watching what he does. And it just I completely fell for the game and the Chiefs at large. And I will say in general, they they have treated me very well in my in my stay here. Not as a lifelong fan, but for the past five-ish years or so, they've been they've been a very steady constant in my happiness. Yeah, that's nice, Bradford. I, I'm a big fan of um, I'm a big fan of that story. Being you know getting sucked in by a general generational player like Mahomes, and you know you're young, and you know it's something. Now you're attached to the Chiefs for the rest of your life. So absolutely, you know, it's it's a it's a beautiful thing, and hopefully you'll have you know 10, 12 more years of this Patrick Mahomes magical era, and then you'll learn about rebuilding and 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 <laughs> difficult things i'm like very that. as like i said as, a, as an oilers fan i'm very familiar with the concept yes <laughs> but indeed yeah no i i uh I, the chiefs they just have a, they just have a cool aesthetic i just i just like the whole the whole energy that they've got going you know it's 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 very fun to be a part of absolutely all right let's just get into it here uh the kansas city chiefs let's start with the biggest question we have about some of these teams and let me just ask you this as a Chiefs fan what is your biggest question about this team? question if you give me one moment I've, I've compiled a list of a couple notes I, I wanted to remind myself of uh, of uh, okay one of my biggest questions uh, right now this is sort of an ongoing saga is I, I mean it's it's, a, it's kind of a ridiculous question but what will the team look like I mean Tyreek Hill I I believe is obviously a very large piece of this team I supported the trade I honestly like it I mean Obviously, there's a human ele- element of it where it's like I feel better just not having that guy on my favorite team. Like he's he's the worst. It's it's pretty well documented, and I know every football team has guys like that. But you know, it's 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 nice, and I think it'll be very interesting to see sort of this new era of of Mahomes, Andy Reid, Chiefs football of uh, a lot more like like kind of spread out you know not quite as focused on the on the explosive plays and those will definitely be there i think people are really underrating what uh, juju smith schuster and mvs will bring to the table in that regard like i think it was very smart value bargain bin pickups i love the chiefs approach to this offseason where all the other teams in our division uh have sold the, a lot of the future to go all in right now and like attempt to keep up with the chiefs which is irritating in a way i mean look at how the afc east just laid down for the patriots for 20 years just you can have it man and like for a couple years the jets were like okay yeah we're no and they have mark sanchez so that's not gonna do anything like the division's trying really hard but the chiefs have opted to get younger to focus on spreading out the wealth and i do like that and in, in terms of long-term success but my big question overall where all this is leading is Will it work? Like that's it's that simple. This is this is going to be a fascinating experiment. Um, I'm someone who's always believed that Tyree Kill is not a driver of the offense. I've always believed that Travis Kelsey is the most important offensive player, not named Patrick Mahomes, on that team. That being said, defenses are different on the field because of Tyree Kill. You fear not what he's doing to you, but what he could do to you. You know, and they negate that a large portion of the time. Just that stress that he puts on it, that will be gone. I'm sorry. You do not see, uh, no offense to 
uh, Juju Smith-Schuster and Marquez Valdez-Scantling, but and and Nicole Hardman, but you don't, you know, shit your pants when you see them lining up, right? You're like, okay, you're scared of Mahomes, but it's not the same thing where it, it changes the offensive approach. So we do lose that. I just want to see if it'll work. I have a lot of faith in the rookies they're bringing in. It's a fascinating experiment. This will be maybe one of the most electric divisions in football to watch in NFL history. Wow. That is, that's a, that's a bold statement, but one, I think I agree with a hundred percent. It, it is very, you know, very, very interesting to see what happens um, with the division. You know, I'd agree with you bear on the chief's biggest question. And now as we move more into the roster, even though they have those questions, I feel more confident about this Chiefs roster than I have in a few years, I feel like. And it's mainly Same. because the defense just looks amazing. Like <laughs> it does. But the, the, the fact Finally. the fact that you add George Karloftis to a pass rush and let, let's not, you know, let's not play any games here. Frank Clark was not good last year. Like no, he, not he, at he, all. He was not a a factor in the offense, but you say Okay, Chris Jones, we know when he plays inside and he has some help, he's good. Hopefully, George Karloftis gives you that help. And then maybe Frank Clark starts to see some single teams and maybe he regains a little bit of juice competing with the young rookie and bringing in that young kind of spark elevates that entire position group. That's what I think can kind of happen with this Chiefs defensive line which to me is if the Chiefs are going to have success this year, you know, they are going to, you know, Derek Nottie, like they are going as well on on that, um, in that group. This is the position group that needs to elevate themselves if the team's going to have success. Because in a pat, in a division full of quarterbacks, it's also a division full of great pass rushes. And if theirs pans out, if Chris Jones plays to what he can be, if Frank Clark regains what he was a few years ago, specifically on teams like the Seahawks, if George Karloftis is a difference maker, then the Chiefs are suddenly, again, the best team in the division because they have the group that's going to, you know, beat the hell out of whatever quarterback they end up playing. Absolutely. I mean, the moment that replays in my head hauntingly as a Chiefs fan, I, I, like I said, I haven't been a fan for that long. Like it's been like five-ish years, you know, a little, little bit longer of like liking them, but it's been five years of, of what I would consider us in our dating phase. You know, there's a little bit of wheeling. Now we're together. I think the moment that haunts me, haunts me more than any other, more than that stupid D Ford offsides, more than that absolute nightmare that was super bowl 55 i just there's this play in last year's afc championship game where the joe burrow just he's about to get sacked we have him chris he has him he has him in his hands and he's taking him down and then he doesn't and he escapes first down and then they go on to just it, it haunts me they had it they had him right there they had the super bowl it was right there and they couldn't get the pressure when they needed to to credit of the chiefs i i love the way this organization thinks it's 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 very we have a problem and we're going to address it which sounds simplistic but if you look at how nfl teams work they don't always work like that like i mean look what the look at the offensive line overhaul right like that's 
that's Orlando Brown Jr. Uh, drama side. Like that's amazing to take what an offensive line that single-handedly cost you a Super Bowl to, I mean, Creed Humphrey, best center in the league potentially. Uh, you know, you, you throw again in Joe Tooney, Orlando Brown Jr., although his performance was overrated, Pro Bowl nod, a joke. He was the weakest link on a line featuring a sixth rounder rookie. But like uh, what they've done to overhaul that is impressive. And now they've done it with uh, the defensive line. And I trust them to have great success in that. I'm very high on Karloftis. Great story. Great guy. Sick name. Going to be getting a jersey. Um, they address the problems that come up, right? They lose Tyree Kill. They bring in all this wide receiver talent. So, yeah, I think the Chiefs have a very – I to me, still, the Chiefs are uh, the best team in this division right now. I mean, we got to get to some basic facts here. Past five years, most wins in the NFL. They've got 60. That's two more than, than I believe – I believe the Saints are in number two, I want to I say. Uh, I mean, the, the absolute floor in the Patrick Mahomes era has been AFC championship overtime losses. That's ridiculous to even think about. That they, they have only ever – the worst that they have possibly done is losing overtime of the AFC championship in this guy's entire career. Like name a more disrespected quarterback right now. You can't, you can't people like, yeah, Joe Burrow's great. Joe Burrow's awesome. Love Joe Burrow. But like people are ranking him above Mahomes now. Come on. Like, what are you, what are you doing? Like the chiefs, they have the best roster in the division right now. Uh, the Broncos scare me. I'm scared of the Denver Broncos. I, I will say that. Let's move on to the Denver Broncos my team uh, of choice. Uh, let me tell you, Bradford, uh, if you've listened to this podcast over the past six years, uh, the pretty constant theme has been constant sadness. Um, mm-hmm. You know, very, you know, very often I get angry with the Broncos. Um, <laughs> Shout out Drew Locke. <laughs> very, very angry. Um, perhaps some of, you know, my, you know, Former co-host Trey Watkins may argue some of the show's most entertaining moments came in full Broncos meltdown mode, which happened almost weekly over the past. I, I would love to, sorry to interrupt you. I, I would love to go back and listen. I'll probably do this to hear your reaction after <laughs> that second Chiefs Broncos game this past season, which uh, yes. like they had, you had us as <laughs> a Nick Bolton. Oh man. He just massacres him and runs it to the house. Just brutal stuff. Yes, it's unfortunate. I I honestly don't like react to the Chiefs games that much at this point, just because as a whole, they've just been a consistently better organization for the past. What you expect. I I was looking at this before I hopped on because I was curious. The only rostered player on uh, on the Chiefs that can even remember a Denver Broncos loss is Travis Kelsey. He's the only one that's ever lost to the Broncos. Yeah, that's ridiculous. I, I mean, it's been <laughs> literally since like, I think maybe they beat Alex Smith two times with Peyton Manning, and then it's been nothing but Chiefs domination ever since. To call <laughs> to call it a rivalry is is just not factual at this moment, <laughs> uh, because the Broncos, well, they never win. Um, maybe. That changes this year. They will um, this year. This is you a good, know, this is a this is an excellent football team. You know, here we're gonna go two sides of Broncos here. I'll, I'll let you do. Do you want to hear negative Broncos fan Eric first or positive Broncos fan Eric? First? I, I believe that you should start with negative Broncos fan Eric, so you can get that out of there, and then you can kind of bring it up to an, a more uplifting note with the positive Broncos fan in in you. Right. So 
there are a lot of questions on this roster. Like a lot of people look at a first glance and they say, oh, the Broncos are title contenders. You know, Greg Rosenfeld in his projected starter series said, oh, the Broncos are title contenders. He, he said they were contenders last year. I love around the NFL. Greg has some weird Broncos thing going on every time. Yeah. Rulock, Teddy Bridgewater. Those are the guys. Oh, just get. Oh. Yeah, it, it's true. It's 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 quite it's quite strange. Um, first biggest question: the pass rush. Uh, where is it coming from? Uh, because for as much talent as this roster has, their edge players currently are Bradley Chubb and Randy Gregory. Uh, Bradley Chubb has never played a fully healthy season ever for the Broncos. He is one of the most injury-prone players in the entirety of the NFL. And despite the fact that when he does play, he can make a difference to categorize him as an elite pass rusher would be untrue because mm-hmm. the elite pass rushers are on the field and, and make differences every single game. And he has just not been, and you know, that's no fault of Bradley Chubbs. He, he can't control when he gets injured or not, but he gets injured a lot. And then you go out and you give close to $70 million, $70 million to Randy Gregory, who over the past few years has faced a drug suspension almost every year. Um, What are you doing there, Uh, George Payton? That, That is my number one question. Because aside from those two questions, you also have some very interesting stuff going on on the defensive line. You know, I love Draymond Jones. He's one of my favorite Broncos over the past few years of, of constant Broncos sadness. I think he's very underrated as a defensive tackle, but you're counting on a lot from him and you're counting on a lot from new signing DJ Jones, who played well with the 49ers, but in a new system, Who knows how that pans out. They're just counting on a lot of very unproven commodities up front. They draft Nick Benito. He's a guy who his biggest criticism coming into the draft was he doesn't have great NFL size. I don't know how quickly that can be remedied going into the first year. They draft Baron Browning a year ago, um, who was hyped up as kind of the inside linebacker solution for the Broncos for the next few years. He is now being moved to edge and there's suddenly trade talks around him. So, and, and has not really played much in in terms of, of, of snaps. So, so that's very thin, you know, obviously the best player on the defense is Patrick Sertan. That's, Mm -hmm. that's very clear. Uh, The guy, was near all pro level last year. I would be shocked if he's not an all pro this year. Uh, He he is an incredibly good corner, but aside from him, you have Ronald Darby starting Ronald Darby, another injury prone player. Uh, Kawan Williams in the slot. Kawan Williams, mainly a slot corner. And, you know, Behind those corners, it doesn't look super promising as I pull up the roster here. You know, you've got Michael Ojemulia still, who I'm a big fan of, but has not been able to stay healthy and has not been able to be 
consistent in the way he plays over his first few years. You know, saying Bassey, he's a guy that always hangs around during training camp, but he's not really a difference maker either. Really, when I look at the defense, I see the strength of Patrick Sertan and Justin Simmons. That's the strength mm-hmm. is the back half of the secondary. But if there are injuries in that secondary, it becomes a weakness very, very quickly. And then you look towards the offense. And you say, if the defense fails, well, at least the offense has Russell Wilson now. Well, here's where negative. <laughs> Which Russ are you getting? Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, well, most, yeah. in my opinion, the most boomer bust quarterback situation in the league, right? Like Russ could go off for career numbers and win an MVP. And I'd be like, yeah, or he could completely implode and put up like middling numbers and the Broncos like finish with a mediocre record. And I'd be like, yeah, that's kind of that's kind of how I feel about it. Like I'm high on him, but yeah, it's it's very boomer bust. Yeah, no, I, I feel exactly the same way. I mean, he he's a quarterback that loves to hold the ball for a long time. Nathaniel Hackett's scheme is famously a quick release West Coast style offense. That's how Aaron Rodgers had tremendous success in it last year. Um Will Russ, you know, listen to coaching or will this be a situation where they hand the offense over to Russ and say, okay, you run this and and we'll see how it goes. I think that's a terrible idea because, you know, look what happened. Look, look what happened. You let, you let Russ cook too much and he burns the food. I disagree with that aspect of it, but something in Seattle went terribly wrong. Like Mm -hmm. there got to a point where there was no balance in the offense and he was holding the ball too long and the passing game wasn't working. And there was no real illusion of a run game. And that wasn't working for Broncos have two tremendous running backs in Melvin Gordon and Javante Williams. Those are two players, you know, that I'm extremely high on. Um, But my last question is everybody looks at the wide receiving core and says, oh yeah, Cortland Sutton, Jerry, Judy, Tim Patrick, that's going to be awesome. Okay, I agree. Cortland Sutton and Tim Patrick are awesome. We have never really seen anything out of Jerry Judy. I contest this. Like the fact people say, oh yeah, like we, we have seen some very short spurts from him. He's just never really had a good quarterback. Does that really matter? Like AJ Brown had Ryan Tannehill and immediately showed up onto the scene. I guess Harry McLaurin isn't yeah, <laughs> like isn't Ryan Tannehill. Terry McLaurin exists as a wide receiver. This is a huge year for Jerry Judy. If Jerry Judy doesn't do anything, he's more or less a, a bust from where they ended up picking him. He is a massive question mark, <laughs> like a a Absolutely. massive, massive question mark. You don't know if he's going to be any good or not. And so that's that's where I stand negatively. You know, I just have a lot of questions about this Broncos roster. Positively, they have Russell Wilson. It's hard not to get excited when your quarterback's Russell Wilson. Like, I get it. He didn't have a great last 10 games, but for a majority of his career, Russell Wilson has been a top five quarterback for a majority of his career. In an offense that passes more and is is more tailored towards him, which you imagine the Broncos' offense will be, what exactly are the heights? In thin air, where he can really uncork that deep ball, what are the heights of Russell Wilson? We don't really know yet. 
but I am extremely bullish on this roster. Personally, I think they finished third right now, probably fighting for a playoff spot. We'll, we'll go through kind of where we see all these teams finishing at the end. But I'm high on the Broncos, as I always am this time of year. I, I love the Broncos. But if I'm sitting here with you, Brandon, in the middle of, oh, let's say October, and I've got my head in my hands and I'm yelling at the Broncos, uh, well, I won't be surprised. So so um, it, it just, they are one of the most boomer bust teams in the NFL, like you said. Absolutely. That's kind of, I mean, I, I, with Russ being a top five quarterback and I, I don't even think it's as much that he got worse. I think just other quarterbacks got better. You know, I think more or less, he's the same guy that he's always been. He he's, he's hasn't been quite as productive, but I think a lot of it is just Russ quarterbacks have gotten too good. That's the problem. Like we have too many good quarterbacks. The definition, when someone says top five quarterback now, it is not the same thing as what they meant. Five, even five years ago, right? Like the, the the current quarterback listings are are crazy, and yeah, Russ Russ has been a very high level QB for most of his tenure, and I expect this Broncos team will do just fine with him. Like I and I mean, if you can win six games with Drew Locke, you know, I feel like I feel like you can definitely get a playoff spot with Russell Wilson, right? Like <laughs> it's a it's a very fascinating football experiment to me. Obviously I have a vested interest in it completely collapsing. Not that I, I would like to see you in turmoil. I, 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 I would enjoy seeing you happy, but also I, I do get um, sadistic satisfaction out of AFC West rivals collapsing, um, which is maybe a good segue to the chargers. It's yeah. kind of their, <laughs> kind of their way of life. Um, but yeah, with the Broncos, I, I'm very excited to see what they are. I think, I think it's just seeing Russ on a different team. That's crazy. That's, that's so much fun. Even seeing like, uh, what is like seeing Stafford on the Rams or Brady on the, on the box. I, I love this era of quarterback movement. It's just fun. It's, it's so much fun. One concern I do have with Russell Wilson, I'm, I'm sure they'll figure it out. How much are they going to have to pay him? I mean, the Kyler Murray extension just popped in there. Oh my God. <laughs> Russ is Russ Russ is gonna want a stake in the team. Like, it's if you if Kyler Murray is what now the second highest paid quarterback in the league. What's Russ gonna ask for? I mean, he can look at his career and be like, "You're gonna pay Kyler that? You're gonna pay me? Like, I don't even know what he'd ask for." Like, more and more as time goes on, as clowned as the Chiefs have been for the Mahomes contract, that thing's a steal already. Right. That thing's that that thing's and maybe maybe there's more restructures down the line and Mahomes gets dissatisfied with it. I don't see him doing that. It, that doesn't seem in line with who he's been so far and his personality. I mean, he's been willing to move money around and take cuts to make it easier for the team. So I feel like that won't be a problem. But the, the Broncos are going to have are going to have a, a big, big lot of drama with that, I'd imagine. You know, so I guess I guess we'll have to see how it works out. Yeah, I, I sort of think that extension will likely come mid-season um, is kind of the way I see it happening. You don't give up what they gave up draft capital-wise to not mm -hmm. extend a quarterback. I think Russ is going to, as he has for most of his career, probably going to be really good the first six weeks of the season and <laughs> blow the NFL away 
And that's when he'll capitalize. That's what I would do if I were Russell Wilson, at least, because he has always been a first half quarterback. And, you know, if he gets going through October and and we hit Halloween and he's leading the league in most statistical passing categories, that would not shock me. And I, I think at that point, you go to the Broncos and you say, okay, do you like me? Do you like what you've seen? Let, let's make this, let's make this permanent. And, uh, you know, I, you know, he's moved to Colorado. He's bought a house there. Everything that I see from his social media and, and, you know, from Sierra and all that. Broncos I mean, country. Let's ride. Yeah. Like Broncos it, it country. Seemed... Let's ride. Yeah. Broncos it... country. Let's ride. Yeah. Bronco, Broncos country. Let, guy's such a cornball, man. I can't. It's so ah, cringe, bro. Like, I know. I know. I, I can't, know. I can't. It's but I brutal. have to defend it now. That's now you just, now you have to defend it. Like, it's I just think part of my positive. life. That's just part of my life now. I used to be able to troll Russell Wilson. I can't do that anymore. <laughs> now you're saying it's the, the funny the guy one for me is watching Dolphins fans immediately be like, well, Tyreek's not that bad of a guy. Like, yeah. come, come, ah, come on, guys. Every time. Like, it's. Like, like clockwork, you know, like, well, you know, there's a lot of mysterious circumstances and definitely she was lying about something. You sound ridiculous. Like, yeah, <laughs> it's just, it's just the life of a fan. Although I, I would much rather be defending Russ's cornball-y energy than, than assault. So well, yeah. I, I he, feel like you're in a good spot. <laughs> well, yeah, he's a God guy. He's a Jesus freak. He, he likes, you know, he likes, he, he likes his Bible verses and, you know, that's okay. <laughs> You know, <laughs> privately, I don't broadcast it the way Russ does, but you know, I'm, I'm a guy guy, but like he, he's just like very on his sleeve about it. And he you is, know, he is, he doesn't, he's not, ash- he's not ashamed of who he is. So it, shout it, out, shout out Russell Wilson. Yeah. If I've got to defend Russ, I'm going to defend Russ. He's, he's a good dude. He, he's a good I, man. He goes to children's hospitals. He's, he's a good guy. And you know, best thing about Russell Wilson, he's handsome. He's a handsome man. He's, he's, a, he's a reasonably handsome quarterback. He's Absolutely. a handsome quarterback, and it's just nice so to have a handsome quarterback. So to get this straight, you are you are you are riding with the rest of Broncos. Company. Oh, absolutely! I'm riding with the rest on of the Broncos Russell company. on the Russell train. The Russell- yes, absolutely. You know, I'm they're going to the playoffs. Like that's what a, just what a, a lot. great what a great era of Colorado sports. I mean, you have the yeah. Avs. I mean, this one, the cup, they have an insane roster, probably, probably going to win at least another cup in the next few years. They're, they're looking good. I, I like their chances of re-signing Kadri now, so that, that'll help that. But like, you know, the Nuggets, back-to-back MVP, the, the, the Rockies are a baseball team that exists and like just they exciting Chris Bryant. <laughs> they, they, they have a person that exists on just that a, roster. Just a, just a good, just good times down there. In, in Colorado happy happy for them not really but I'm I'm happy for them yeah it's, it's kind of their success has come much to my chagrin lately being an Oilers fan and being a Chiefs fan now if this Broncos thing works out but it is I like I like the whole Colorado sports aesthetic you know they have an identity it's very cool the whole we're like a mile high above everybody else and our atmosphere sucks it's just a cool vibe you know yeah, exactly. Let's get to the Chargers here. As we, as we <laughs> they're gonna win. They're gonna win the AFC West this year, guys. This time, they're gonna win. This time, they're gonna. The Chargers are. Why are you laughing? They're gonna win this time. I, this isn't like the past five years, okay? The Chargers, they're gonna win the AFC West. I mean it this time. I, I mean it. I mean it. They're gonna win. Well, you joke and you clown, but you don't know who you're talking to. Uh, my name's Eric Jensen, and I just love <laughs> to confess this. You know. I am the number one closet Chargers fan in North America. 
Like, uh, if if they're have if, some shame, Eric. If the have Broncos some, have ever, some shame, if the Broncos ever were to disappear, I would a hundred percent just become a Chargers fan. It's that been is, this way that since is a disgusting emission. You're doing this on a live recording, you know. Yes, this exists it's on the internet. Well, forever. it's been this way since Philip Rivers. Fine. It's been this way since literally 2016. It's just been this way. You know, 2017. I famously on this podcast picked them to be in the AFC championship game the year after I did the same worked out neither time. I, I believe they were awful. One of those years. No, they were going to win I, the AFC West that year. You know, I love the chargers. I just love the chargers. They're, they're just a, a fun team with fun players. And now they've got Justin Herbert and oh my goodness, if he isn't the most fun to watch, like I, I love Patrick Mahomes and he's the guy, but I love Justin Herbert. Justin Herbert's just a great quarterback who makes insane throws every time. A thing about me, Bradford, I love quarterbacks. It's probably the position I care the most about. Uh, I'm I'm a casual football fan. I love quarterbacks. And man, oh man, do I love not a long snapper guy, hey? Not not a long snapper guy. No, not 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 really a guy who who's doing a lot of research on guys in the trenches and and (laughs) and things like that. Uh, But I do love Justin Herbert. He is just such a dynamic quarterback right now, and I have to make my own list pretty soon. Here, I've been looking around the NFL uh, through all these rosters at some point. You know, I'll probably have to have you back on for the show, but got to do the top 10 quarterback show before the the season starts and uh, and talk about some quarterbacks. But Justin Herbert, what he's able to do on the field is just magical week in and week out. And then just moving away from Justin Herbert, you look at what the Chargers added this offseason. J.C. Jackson, one of the best corners in the league, and Khalil Mack, one of the best pass rushers. If you don't look at that pass rush and say Joey Bosa and Khalil Mack, that's probably the best pass rush in the division. If we're being easily. completely honest with ourselves, I think easily. I guess the Raiders are nice, but it's pretty. I, in my opinion, I agree with you. It's it's pretty nice. Yeah, the the Chargers. Only question to me is, can they stop the run? Because they're still counting on Kenneth Murray at inside linebacker, and Kenneth Murray is not very good at playing inside linebacker. Uh, that's one thing I know as a fact uh, from watching a lot of Chargers games is that Kenneth Murray just isn't that very, he's not very good at football. And, uh, you know, he's pretty okay in pass coverage, but not very good at finding the holes and stopping the run. So you hope that Khalil Mack, a tremendous run stopper can help with that a little bit, but the Chargers are going to have to be able to stop the run because last year they could not, and that's ultimately what led to their downfall. It did. It did. Uh, I think with the Chargers, here's the issue that I have with believing in this Chargers roster. I look at it on paper and I see uh, an elite young quarterback doing crazy things. I see, uh, I, I see some great wide receiver talent. I see like, I'm, I'm a big Josh Palmer believer. I like, Obviously, like, you know, Keenan Allen and, and Mike Williams finally had the breakout that, like, fantasy heads have been talking about for, it feels like, forever. You know, he's, the, the offensive line is coming together. They've added some great pieces there. Like, on paper, yes, it makes sense. But I'm coming at this from the perspective of someone who has watched a lot of Chargers football. And while a lot of people see, and, and maybe this isn't always the best approach to take in sports analysis, 
But with the Chargers, they're special. Some sports teams do not prescribe to the rules of reason. Okay. Some sports teams' identities transcend their physical form. I mean, I I I, I consider examples of this being like, I mean, even even my even my beloved Mariners here. I, I have I have a hat with me right now. I, I some teams just transcend logic and the chargers are one of those teams you see this uh great roster they've constructed i see the team that was poised to finally become the team of destiny that was promised on the edge of beating the chiefs only to lose to travis kelsey on that ridiculous touchdown and then still with a chance and that kind of has taken the division away from them but then they get blown out by the texans what are you doing and then oh and then that raiders that Raiders game, the tie game, you know, one of the craziest games I've ever watched, you know, Herbert doing magical things, fourth down completion after fourth down completion or whatever. And I just, that's who they are. Okay. They just, they find a way to transcend logical reason of their roster to become the chargers. It's just who they are. And until I see them not charger it up, until I see that, I refuse to be to buy into this in, into the Chargers train. You know, oh, I think I, I just have this to. This is the year. I have to see. This is the year they win the AFC West. Okay, guys, I promise they've changed. This is the one. No, I don't see it. I find I find the Chargers as, as an entity annoying. I think oh, um, I, I find them I find them as a, sort of a naggy, irritating little brother. Um, I think I think they belong not in Los Angeles. I think. They play 17 away games a year. I think I think they're just sort of in a place of of not irrelevance, but they just don't matter, you know. Like the Broncos and the Raiders to a lesser extent, they matter to me. But it's sort of I hate the Broncos and I hate the Raiders. I don't think about the Chargers. They sort of just exist. That's in so mean. Of, Why are you being so mean to the Chargers, man? Listen, I. I like the Chargers in theory, but I refuse to be sucked Sounds in. Sounds like in theory you hate everything about the Chargers, which is disappointing. It's, I like this. This is as, a good dynamic because as, I am okay. I don't as pro Chargers as, as it gets. Okay. But, but, but no, 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 no. You are a hater. Let's just I am a hater. clarify that right now. I am you are a Chargers hater. hater. You, I am you, a hater. you hate their existence. You literally just admitting to hating their existence. You're as big a Chargers hater as I've ever met in my entire life, which is really saying something because the Chargers just don't have that many haters. Everybody likes the Listen. Chargers, but I come in from a, a place of I the thing is, I dislike the Broncos and Raiders, but I like that they exist. I love the Raiders existing. I love the Broncos existing. I love them being there. I love the rivalries. I love the history, the Chargers, what are they doing? Nobody likes them. I love the Chargers. Like, I love the Chargers. Let it be known. I love the Chargers. People I like just the, love Chargers, the Chargers. But who is your favorite? Like they, they, they play in somebody else's arena. Nobody wants them. They're not. They're just sad. They're a sad team. They're the underdog. That's why you they're, root for they're them. They're the underdog. They are the underdog. And I find that compelling. As a Mariners fan, I do find underdogs to be a, a, a compelling uh, concept. But with the Chargers, it's just how many underdogs get picked every year to be the best in their subset? That's the thing that irritates me. Is is it? It's going to be it, different this year. It goes from year. less of an I underdog promise. score. You just got to believe me. This is me. the year. This is the year. This no, is they're gonna, the Chargers they're gonna do it year. This year. 
you know, people don't say that about the Mariners. That's never the Mariners year. And although it's looking like the Mariners year right now, they'll find a way for it not to be like, but nobody started off saying this is the Mariners year. Really, Listen, the the disrespect to Patrick Mahomes. No, 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 no. Listen, I need to clarify something. Let me clarify something. Here's what I'm saying. I don't think they're winning the division. But the Chargers are a lock to make the playoffs this year. I just want to Quote say that, that right now on find a way. July twenty first, the Los Angeles Chargers are an teams. absolute lock to make the playoffs. Oh my on God, dude, don't do this to yourself. Like in a, a division with four boomer bust teams, I would say they're all boomer bust. We haven't gone to the Raiders yet, but they're also boomer bust to me. I think their boom is a little less boomier than some of the other rosters. Oh, absolutely not. The Chargers boom is a Super Bowl berth. That is the Chargers sure. boom. Sure. That's the Chargers if this bust, roster... the Chargers bust is 10 and 7 and somehow missing oh, no. the playoffs. Oh, eh, eh. The, no, no, you the don't floor find is a the the floor way. For... This is a team. This is a team that had one year the number one ranked offense in the NFL, the number one ranked defense in the NFL, and they missed the playoffs. Only the Chargers. Only this, the Chargers. This is the year. They They're making the playoffs. It's over. It. This oh is Justin God. Herbert's time to shine. It's different now. You have to believe me, Bradford. How okay. much time Once do I we have it? left? Once I see it, let me check my little doomsday timer. I have 27 minutes and 46 seconds, so we still got Great. a little bit of time. I think we With need the Chargers, to move on to Berators. My point. closing thoughts on the Chargers. Fine. Listen. Listen. Chargers, I'm sorry that I've been so hard on you, but I – if you were going to exist as something that was stolen, I, I look at them much the same way as the Oklahoma City Thunder. It's just they're born from from thievery and heartbreak. Uh, I just I I mean, you know the play that I think most encapsulates the the Chargers as a franchisal whole. This is includes their San Diego era, obviously. Them getting absolutely blown out in the Super Bowl by uh, Joe Montana and the 49ers. Uh, they, they're down by like 20 something points. They hit a two point conversion and the mascot starts dancing in the end zone. Are we That's talking about Joe Montana and the San Francisco 49ers right now? Dude, you're I'm, 19 I'm, years old. Like for, I'm, let's talk about I'm modern era NFL football. Times are in different. In any other instance. Yes. The thing you are not understanding is the chargers. Ah, there's a there's a there's a John Boy's quote that that has always stuck with me, and this was in regards to the Mariners. I know I keep making that comparison, but the Chargers, they don't they don't play football. Football happens to them. They're one of those organizations, and I oh, refuse. I love it. How Canadians say that word. I I refuse to use my my brain looks at a good football roster with a great quarterback and good receivers and good players at every position. Except maybe like tight end, but like good players all across the board. And if you give me that roster without knowledge of who the organization was, I would be like, wow, that's a great football team. But I am not getting sucked into the charters. I will not be the idiot left holding the bag, which I fear for you, my friend. You will be yet another casualty on the chargers are good this year guys please believe me i mean it bandwagon i can definitely see this team making the playoffs but they'll find a way to make it hurt this season will end in pain and heartbreak one way or another mark my words let's hope you're very very wrong let's hope you're very 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 wrong i'm not uh, a hater i am just i am just 
uh, 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 we were talking sort of uh, of religion earlier. They hated Jesus because he spoke the truth to them. You know what I'm saying? The Chargers, I got to see it to believe it. I got to believe it to see it. You know what I'm saying? Did you just compare yourself to Jesus? <laughs> I didn't compare myself to Jesus. I, I compared the... I, like I, I suppose guy. I sort of did. Okay. <laughs> the, 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 Oakland, the Vegas Raiders. The Vegas Raiders. Biggest question for them, obvious secondary. Are you really counting on Trayvon Mullen and, uh, you know, whatever cast of clowns you've got in the backfield <laughs> uh, to, to stop the most explosive passing offenses in the NFL period? That's just definitely not happening. The Raiders are going to be in a shootout every single week. Uh, you're telling me Rakusin and Nate Hobbs are going to be solutions? <laughs> Absolutely not. I'm disgusted by looking at this Chargers backfield. Uh, let me tell you something right now. Pass rush, you're fine. You've got Max Crosby. you got Chandler Max Jones. So you, you know, you could be legitimately probably the best in the division if you stepped up, if Chandler, if Chandler Jones gave you his best, which I've, I'm a huge Chandler Jones fan. Literally gets like 12 sacks minimum a year. That's just what Chandler, Chandler Jones does. Um, but I mean, nobody is stopping the pass. I mean, your inside linebackers are Denzel Perryman and Jayon Brown. Like, the defense is going to be bad. The pass rush will get there occasionally. But when they don't, they will be gashed. Luckily, and this is where you're really going to maybe disagree with me. This is perhaps my hottest take. But in a division loaded with offensive weapons, the Raiders by far have the best. I, Ra- I, can, I can see that. I think, I think on paper right now, I agree with you. Hunter Renfro is criminally underrated. He and Slot Derek, machine, bro. Slot machine. He and Derek Carr just have this mind meld and they bring in oh by the way one of the best wide receivers of the generation in Devonte adams darren waller is a tremendous tight end foster moreau is another tremendous tight end who they use a lot they're going to use a lot of two tight end sets this offense will be a top 10 offense that's just something i, I, I agree with you i guarantee Derek carr may at some point breach top five quarterback status this year I can see it at, at some point he will be, he will definitely be top 10. All that said, defense can lose your football games. And now is a good time as, as good a time as ever to just talk about how we see the division playing out. Let me just give you the teams and my records. And you're going to call me crazy because I just believe this is the best division in football. And I know they play. I, I know they play the AFC North and there, there's some challenging teams there. And I know they play the AFC South and the, and the Colts and the Titans might be okay. I get that. But here's what I truly believe records will be. I went to my playoff predictor site, which I love using. And I, I plugged in some records here. Chiefs win the division outright. Best team in the division might have the best record in the AFC of 13 and four. That's where I have them. Chargers second, 12 and five. They they will get 12 <laughs> wins. They will be the second place in the division. Broncos, Raiders tied at the end. Broncos make the playoffs. Raiders don't. 11 and 6 for both teams. It could flip. It could easily flip, and the Broncos could miss the playoffs, and the Raiders could be in. 
But the Raiders, the reason I have them in fourth place is just because of the defense. I don't think it's good enough. For Broncos, defense has questions, but at least they have proven commodities in the secondary. But Trayvon Mullins, I cannot stress this enough. I literally have to go in for Raiders games to produce them for my job. It, sitting through, Bre- I'm so glad Brett Musburger retired. It was the least favorite part of my job was sitting there and listening to Brett Musburger and, and being on delay and not being able to watch the TV broadcast in sync. Just just a disappointing time all in all. Um, the Raiders. Just living the life. Getting secondary, first-hand uh, Alex Leatherwood highlights. Whew is just so bad. Trayvon Mullen is just one of the worst cornerbacks I've ever seen. He he had some flashes a year before last, but last year he was totally unusable and a complete liability. Like Rockison was a fine corner in Indianapolis. Sure. But are you really going to be able to stop Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, Cortland Sutton, you know, Juju Smith-Schuster, Sky Moore, you know, over and over again every single week? The answer is absolutely not. They are going to get gashed by these AFC West teams, and they are going to lose some division games, and that's ultimately why I have them finishing last. I believe that they are one of the most talented offensive rosters in the NFL, but defense, unfortunately, does matter. How do you feel about the offensive line? It doesn't really do it for me. (laughs) Like, it's just, it's not sexy. You know, I look at, I it's look at sexy, lines. but it does the job. And, 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 you know, Derek Carr has worked with these guys for multiple years. It's largely the same offensive line they've had for the past two years, which, you know, to me, um, I'm forgetting the word having the same line over and over again, you know, that repetition in, in position group security, it, that, it builds, it builds chemistry. I just builds figure, chemistry. Okay, yeah. I, I believe I'm 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 of the position that the Chiefs and Broncos are my are my are my absolute playoff teams in this division and I believe that one of the Chargers or Raiders will be left holding the bag. I leave, I leave the Raiders being the suckers. I think I do think the Chargers probably make the playoffs. But like uh with the, with the Raiders I I I just see I can picture it in my head. In these super important Chargers-Raiders games, I believe the interdivision games between the Chargers and the Raiders will ultimately decide uh, those that the third playoff team. And maybe there's a pathway where there's four playoff teams in this division. Too many good teams in the AFC, I think. So I'm just picturing that offensive line, which is which is okay. And you got to deal with the the uh, the Bosa. Like I I, I don't know. It's it just it's just. I don't, I don't watch football the, in, in the most analytical way. Football to me is a very vibe heavy sport and the Raiders, they don't have the best vibes to me right now. I just, I don't think that they are going to get it done. I think Derek Carr will finally get more of the respect he deserves. I'm a big Derek Carr guy. Always have been. Love me some Derek Carr. Very underrated. I don't think he's a top 10 quarterback necessarily, but he could launch himself into that conversation this year. Absolutely. I just... I don't know. The Raiders, I feel like they're probably going to be left holding the bag. Uh, the, the Chiefs, I believe, win this division. Although, if the Broncos win it, I will not be shocked. I see the Chiefs probably around 13 wins, maybe 12. You know, maybe there's a little bit of a figuring out period uh, to figure out this completely new cast of characters on offense. 
Um, I think a lot of that kind of depends how much of a difference maker we'll see Sky Moore and, you know, maybe Justin Ross. Who knows? It's an interesting story. Uh, you could really launch them into like maybe 14 win. If that if they're really good, you, know, you can launch them into like 14 win conversation. Tough in that division. Broncos, I see being a, a solid team as well. Playoff team. It's just the Raiders. I agree with you on the defense. I think they're going to fall short in the divisional games and they will ultimately probably be cost a playoff spot at around 10 wins. I, I, I see the chargers in that 10 to 11 win range ish, you know, uh, I, I think the ultimate standings here is going to be chiefs, Broncos, chargers, Raiders, Raiders get left on the outside heartbreak in Vegas once more. All right. Well, Bradford, this has been a ton of fun. I want to, it has been. I enjoyed this. I, I want to throw maybe one more question at you, but I want to make sure we have enough time. We have 16 minutes. We are good. 16 minutes. All right. Give me one team outside of the AFC West you've really been interested in this offseason that you would like to talk about for a minute. Okay. I, I have I have actually a, a very, very easy answer for this one. I actually have two, if you'll indulge me. My sure. first one is a team that I, for most of my life, have had complete indifference almost disdain for just for what they've done to their fans i find the new york jets absolutely fascinating as just as an entity this year i think the jets i don't think they'll be a good team but i think we will see the jets lose some fun games i'm not crazy high on zach wilson i think zach wilson will be average this year but the jets are going to be up to some absolute shenanigans this year I will say that right now. Another team that I am, I believe will run away with their division. I, I like them quite a bit. The Indianapolis Colts. I'm very excited okay. to see Matt Ryan on a different team. I think the Colts and Matt Ryan are a beautiful match. Matt Ryan, he's not going to put up MVP numbers. Matt Ryan is going to put up some damn good numbers. He's not going to be running for his life. You know, it's not like he's the most mobile guy, right? Matt Ryan, obviously there's, they're, overselling him a little bit right now. You know, this is the best quarterback we've ever seen come in this building. And they always do that every offseason. That's just how NFL teams work. Matt Ryan on the Colts, I think, is going to be really, really fun. I think they're going to get some great quarterback play out of him for a couple of years. Uh, I think Jonathan Taylor is going to continue to be excellent. Like, just just a really fun team that I'm, I'm very intrigued by. I, I suppose I should also – I guess I'm just naming the entire AFC now. But I suppose I should also throw a shout-out – of a team that I love just uh, uh, following uh, the um, Jacksonville Jaguars. I am so excited to see what happens. Sounds like I've got to get you involved with our AFC South preview. I don't know. It's just a, it's a fascinating division. It's the only division in football that I think has no great team in it. Like, I don't think, I don't think it has a single great team in it. Like the Colts, I think are going to be solid. And I think a lot of fun, maybe not in like fun to watch, because Matt Ryan has never been, I would say, showtime. But like, I guess people he was in that building good, seem but... to love him. I will say, absolutely. Colts hype from the national media and like Colts beat reporters is through the roof right now. Everybody's mm-hmm. really hyped up on the Colts. I don't know if I feel that way about the Colts. <clears throat> I don't think they're gonna like win a Super Bowl or anything. But I look at the Titans as a team on the precipice of a potential disastrous collapse. I love Mike Vrabel, but there's only so much a man can do with Ryan Tannehill. Ryan Tannehill has been good in Tennessee. His redemption arc has been very fun to watch, but ah, it sort of brings you back to that Dalton line conversation with Tannehill, where it's like, is Ryan Tannehill going to win you a Super Bowl? 
I don't think so. I don't think he's as bad as the taste in our mouths left behind by that Bengals game is. But, like, woof. The Titans, they don't do it for me. The Jags are going to be awful, but in a similar vein to the Jets, so much fun. So much fun. Like, Trevor Lawrence, he's going to be average at, at, at worst next year. He will not be as bad as he was this past season. You know, they have elite wide receiver one Christian Kirk uh, playing for them. That'll be fun to watch. Uh, I, I'm just, I'm, I'm really excited to see, uh, you know, just, just how, how it all comes together. I mean, Trayvon Walker, how fun is that? You got back-to-back first overall picks, you know, on both sides of the ball, kind of just hopefully showing you something that's fun. Like just, just a fun, fun, what a great time to be alive as a football fan. I truly believe we are in the ultimate era of football. We are in the era of the, of stardom. We're in the era of the quarterback. There have never been more good quarterbacks in the league at one time. I would say there's never been more good teams in the league at one time. Parity is at an all-time high. The NFL is at its absolute best. I mean, so many classic games. They're coming out with classic after classic. And I know a lot of old football heads are like, it's not real football. You know, back in my day, you know, we 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 didn't count records. We counted brain injuries. You know what I'm saying? But like right now, oh, it's so much fun. I'm so excited for football. And I think every team you can find something to be excited for. Absolutely. Yeah, I feel exactly the same way. You know, Bradford, this has been a ton of fun. Uh, you are definitely coming back on. We are. I would, gonna, I would love to. We are going to make schedules work. You are going to be a more permanent picture of this show. And uh, I, I look forward to whatever we end up doing next week. I believe I may have an international guest coming on. If you're up for waking up at like 8.30 to 9 a.m. in the morning and podcasting. Uh, I'm regularly up at those, at those hours. You know, I think looking at the AFC North together next week might be fascinating. So we, we will, you know, we will see you then. Until then, follow us on Twitter at EndZonePod, at Eric18HI, at EricJensen's for Bradford, where can people find you, your, uh, whatever your, I'll give you a chance to plug whatever you want to plug here. I'm, I'm not particularly active on, on social media. However, if it does strike you to follow my Twitter, my at is there is no cult on Twitter. It's sort of just an amalgamation of thoughts that I have. It's 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 not really anything remarkable, but like I said, if the urge does does strike you, there is no cult on Twitter. Absolutely. All right. We will see you all next time. Peace out.